found us. More podcast where we want you to know God more deeply. Find lasting freedom, discover your destiny and make an eternal difference. Now. Yeah, that's all happening right now. Hey, welcome to this week's podcast. You know what? I'm so sorry that we were not here last week. Uh, we had vacations coming up and we had family camp and all this other stuff. So we're back in the game again, but we want to welcome you back to the podcast. The More Podcast is now fortified with more vitamins and nutrition that you need to make your spiritual health even better this summer. Just one weekly helping added to your current media diet and you'll feel like a million gospel bucks. And all you have to do is ask our current subscribers like Linda Murray, who constantly listens to our podcast and she loves it and she's feeling a lot better. Well, here to help me with your weekly dose of more goodness, a man with a serious suburban addiction, Pastor Gary. Woo-hoo. There he is right there. You have uh, a newer version of a suburban and you have... One yeah. from what the fifties or whatever. Right? Yeah, nineteen fifty one. People don't know this that the uh, suburban is the longest running line of vehicles in uh, the history. Really, uh, started in nineteen seventeen and uh, have never stopped. Really, yes, You've just been making them ever since. Yep, and uh, most you know <laughs> most cars come and go. Right, yeah, uh, their product line. Uh, suburban has been here and will continue to stay. Yeah, whatever happened to the Model A? You know, right. I right. mean, the the first one off the assembly line. You know. Yeah, and my co-host and uh, the man who. Got beat out by Jar uh, by Jabba the Hutt because he was too good looking. Pastor uh, Alex yes. Norton. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know that was a tough competition. Yep, but you were too good looking. I was better. And- yeah, I'm better looking than Jabba. You know, there are days you know where I look in the mirror and think, you know, you are good looking. But it was, then, and yeah. it came down to the looks because uh, the speech speech enunciation. That's was, right. Yeah. Yeah. He was. You had you had him on that as well. So <laughs> it was my it was my case for. What would you do if you were in charge of the world, you yeah. know, and I would stop world hunger and he wanted to take it over? Mm-hmm. Totally different. Yeah. Well, welcome to this podcast. We are just so happy that you're here. Uh, yeah. Uh, talking about what happened uh, over the last week, uh, we had family camp, right? Yes. It was a super glorious weekend. Lots of people came out and uh, we had over 110 people participate really? in the Olympics. And uh, it was really great. I know. I saw a lot of a lot of food. Yep. A lot of mess. A lot of color. A lot of color all over. A lot of color all over. Yeah. All over everything, including the showers. Oh, uh, the custodial yeah. crew were not celebrating the Olympics. <laughs> it's it's like a powder, right? That it they, is a powder yeah. that they throw in each other's faces and stuff, and then they went over and took showers to wash it all off, and it got all over all of the. It becomes like an ink then exactly. at that point. Yeah, it's like yeah, everything yeah. gets covered with it, mm-hmm. and there's that's uh, what is not even a year old yet, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> six months old, and we're and already yeah. we're putting our our mark on it. There we go. Uh, yeah, and I uh, had a chance to go to uh, Life Fest uh, in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so if you ever get a chance, you know it's like big ticket, but like way bigger. Oh, really? Yeah, I partied with about 15, 20,000 other people. Wow. For the week. Okay. And uh yeah, good time. Uh you know, it's fun because I get to work backstage. Right, I heard about that. Yeah, so I get to meet a lot of the artists that you normally don't get. Me. But the thing is, you know, I volunteer for it. Mm-hmm. So I have to sign a waiver saying that I will not be a fan fangirl, fanboy about it. Oh, okay. So you even though, yeah. Be chill and no. Yeah, even though you're sitting in the tent and you're next to like, you know, Toby Mac or somebody right. like that. You, yeah. You just can't act the way you normally would. You just got to pretend like they're not really there. They're just like one of the crew. Okay. <laughs> it's hard. It's super hard. So I imagine that's with, for you like it would be if I ran into one of the pastor people that I admire yeah. and look up to. Uh, if I saw them, I would probably go la, 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 freak out. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Right. Okay. Uh, good example is Amy uh, Blessing Offer. I don't know if you've ever heard of He Never. did a song with Toby Mac. He's a... He's a well-known musician. Well, yeah. he was walking out of the tent as we were walking in to get food, the same uh-huh. tent. And Amy's like, I can't take it. I got to say something. And I'm like, you can't do it. And I'm like, and then he doesn't even know you're there because he's a blind, he's a blind man. Oh, okay. So I said, you're, you're, you're covered. So you can smile and get a little excited, but he ain't going to be able to pay attention to you. So, so yeah, <laughs> she's like, I just want to go over to pretty him. cool. I yeah. didn't, I didn't know that they had, uh, you know, you had to sign a waiver the kind of thing for that. Yeah. Is that, is that been around for a while or is that kind of a new uh, thing? 25 years. Oh, really? 25 years. Uh, this They celebrated their 25th year this year. I meant the 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 I won't be a fangirl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been a part of it. Yeah. If you, at a certain point, like if you are working like behind the stage or you're working with the the talent or whatever, you have to, you have to sign a waiver saying that you're not going to 
you know, be weird about it. Right. You're just going to do your job and okay. and kind of help out. That probably helps a lot. Yeah. It makes it a little easier on the artists so they're not feeling like they have to. I know that you have to have people sign that around here at Harper Light <laughs> for you. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, uh, please, on Sunday, don't uh, come up and bug me. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Half the time, people are like, now, what's your name again? Who are you? <laughs> all right. So uh, we've got some summer conversation icebreakers like we've been bringing to you all summer because we want you to have something to talk about around the barbecue or when you're on your little pontoon boat floating around one of the many rivers and lakes in Lake Michigan. And, you know, you want something to talk about. You know, what what should I say? Well, how should I start the conversation? So here at More Podcasts, we do our, our research you know, to find out those special stories that you can use to, uh, you know, help help the conversation along. You know, I think at one point, what was it, last year we did dad jokes during Father's Day to yeah. help dads, you know, mm-hmm. get the leg Give up. Give them that. more equipment. Right. And, uh, you know, we tried to do that little thing where I would try to tell you a dad joke, trying to make you laugh. Yeah, yeah. I seem to be the one laughing the most. I kind of lost that whole competition. But uh, it was still worth, it, worth yeah. a shot, you know. Uh, it's probably because you've heard them all before. Oh, or used them. And, um, and for <laughs> me, I just them. have a different, I have a different sense of humor. Uh, yeah. you know, the dad joke thing just doesn't yeah. tickle my fancy. There are other things that I just could sit and laugh yeah. until I cried. I yeah. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. D- did I, I don't know if I sent you the picture. <laughs> there's this, there's a, uh, a meme going around about uh, a dog <laughs> that uh, it's a dog, a uh, drug sniffing dog that goes to the white house comes out <laughs> and he's like his hair is like all over uh, the place and uh-huh. he's like disheveled right i said that to some of my friends and, and they just could not stop laughing and they share it with everybody else all right so here's the summer conversation icebreakers that we have uh i don't know if you knew this or not pastor gary but a man during fourth of july gobbled down 62 hot dogs oh okay and buns mm-hmm. in 10 minutes uh, basically averages out to about 10 seconds or less. Wow. Uh, renowned competitive eater, Joey Jaws Chestnut. Okay. Chomped through Nathan's 4th of July hot dog competition, claiming his 16th title, which hasn't left his clutches since 2016. Uh, the 39-year-old from Indiana comfortably out-ate his opponents with the runner-up, Jeffrey Esper, managing about 49 hot dogs. Wow. Have you seen how they do that? Yeah, I have, and it... Wouldn't it really just be terrible to get second place in that? I know. <laughs> you know, you just it engorged yourself and then you lost. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Right. Uh, yeah, they, they take the, the bun and they dip it in water. Yep. And they eat them like, it's just so gross, it the is. whole process. It is. But they can down, I mean, he did how many? 62 hot dogs. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jaws himself, Joey Jaws. And uh, yeah, and so he did this whole thing. And the hot dogs are not just the little ones, the little Franks. Mm-hmm. They're like almost like a foot long Frank that they're eating. Wow. Yeah. And they're huge. Yeah. Uh, he ate them. And uh, so, anyways, he won the competition in New York and he's been doing that since 2016. So he's been holding on pretty tight. Uh, but I don't know if I'd ever get into it. The other thing I think is interesting is when you look at these guys, they're like super skinny. Mm hmm. Like, I don't know <laughs> what they do for the rest of the year. Like, they just might not, must not eat. Right. And they just wait for that moment to do it. But uh, I don't know. I was looking into this a little bit, and this guy was talking about how he, his process of getting ready to eat hot dogs. You know, he says he has to stretch his stomach out slowly as he gets to the competition. Mm -hmm. So he'll do this on occasion. He'll compete against himself Mm -hmm. to, like, get himself prepared for the hot dog challenge. Right. I've been, I've been, like, stretching mine for the past uh, probably (laughs) 28 years now since I got that office job. Yeah. And uh, I've just been stretching it, waiting for the proper moment. <laughs> waiting when for the moment. somebody brings 62 hot dogs right hey. near me, and yeah. then I would just tear into them. I think that could be a competition next year for family camp. Yeah. We had um, we had our small group out on our boat uh, a couple weekends ago, and uh, we ate 40 hot dogs. Really? On our small oh group. Oh, my gosh. I grilled them right there on the boat, and, uh, yeah, we pounded them down. You pounded all those hot dogs down? Yeah, it was great. That's a lot of hot dogs. It is. Yeah. A pack, you know, a pack is, like, bigger than a football. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, I have brought this up many times before, that they give you more buns in a package than mm-hmm. hot dogs. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Con- it's conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. Yeah. Why don't they just like have a conversation at some point, the hot dog makers and the bun makers, and say, listen, we need to right. put the right amount of uh, you know hot dog buns with the hot dogs so that we can, you know. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Because you always got to buy another bag of hot dog buns just to cover the hot dogs you're eating. Yeah. All and right. Then you, and then you got it all spaced out just right. And right. then you're then, you know, let's just say your granddaughter says, I don't want a bun. And you're like, No, yeah. you have to because you're gonna throw <laughs> off the count. 
And then we're going to go home with one extra bun. If you don't eat this, <laughs> the world's going to fall apart. Listen here. I'm not I, saying that's ever happened to me, but no, I, I can just no, imagine never. it. Well, you know, I think maybe they're they're planning on at least one of the hot dog buns not actually holding up. Right, and then falling yeah, apart. Yeah, That happens all the time. And you then the hundred, seagull yeah. comes down and gets it. <laughs> yeah, the, the dive bomb his, seagulls. And they makes his deposit later. <laughs> yeah, on your boat. Right. As you're sitting there, yeah. Here's a return. You ever get hit by one of those? I have not, thankfully. Yeah, I was one time with a whole bunch of friends at the beach, and I yeah. was just you know trying to look really cool, and I just got it right on the thigh. Just... Giant, nasty. giant one right out of the thigh. And you're like, what do I do? Yeah. Because you don't, you, normally when you're at the beach, you have nothing to wipe it off with. Right. I just so you picked up a yeah. handful of sand and just kind of rubbed it down there and then it all stuck <laughs> and it looked like it had rolled in sugar. Yeah. You got to exfoliate <laughs> it over there. I don't want it on my leg. You yeah, know, there's, uh, there's Gary the Donut. <laughs> walking around, Mr. Cinnamon Man himself. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay. So that's uh, that's one thing that you could talk about uh, okay. during the summer. Uh, the next one is, uh, this is interesting because we have an Aldi's here in Petoskey, but a grandfather in the UK uh, was shopping in Aldi's, and uh, as he started putting his produce in his car, he found that in the midst of a bunch of broccoli, he found a snake. Oh. A snake in his, yeah. Uh, Neville Linton, 63, described finding the reptile, which was later identified as a ladder snake, so apparently wasn't a bad snake. Mm. As a frightening experience, I guess at 63, that would be a frightening experience. I'm surprised he's still alive, actually. Uh, the father of three said he bought the broccoli at an Aldi branch in Storebridge in the West Midlands of UK. And when taking out out of his uh, his containers, uh, he found this snake, non-venomous snake, nestled in under the stems. Wow. That's nasty. Of course, Aldi could argue back that they came in with his own bags because Aldi's don't offer oh, bags. Oh, that's a good point, then, yeah. You know, they're like, hey, it was in the bag before you right. put the broccoli in there. We didn't do it. There you go. Yeah, so you had a snake in your bag prior to coming Right. <laughs> yeah. That's just, I, you know, I'm not one to really freak out too much about spiders and stuff. Yeah. But literally, if there's a snake, we were putting stuff in our, our trailer that we're using for taking, uh, taking it to the dump, and uh, I picked up a box to break it down and put it in there uh-huh. and there was a big old garter snake in there biggest oh, really? one i've ever seen in my life oh wow yeah my wife uh about i'd say probably a couple weeks before that found a, a snake skin uh-huh on our back porch okay and she's like uh yeah we got a snake around here i'm like i don't know what kind of snake that is wow and apparently it was the gardener snake that was okay running right. around. it was it was nasty but it was big I, I wanted to say that it was probably about the size, about six feet long, but my son's like, no, they don't get that big. I'm like, that's right. what it looked like to me. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. My last trip to Aldi, I was trying to impress my wife by putting away all the shopping carts that people leave out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look, people are leaving quarters in these things. Yeah. And I got back in the car with like, you know, $2.75 <laughs> and she's look, and I'm like, look, honey, yeah. I got paid $2.75 to put away all those carts. And she's just like, you just stole money from old people. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know whenever I go in there. Uh, it's it's great because somebody always is like, hey, you want to take my cart back? Yeah, I don't want to walk up there. Right, and then you get the quarter. Yeah, and then I guess the process, I guess the assumed process is that you're gonna pay it forward to somebody else. That's what my I was informed yeah. that I was killing somebody's. My wife does blessing, that. but I was I was really impressed. Two dollars and seventy five cents <laughs> I made. I love it. You're gonna sit out there. Hey, you want me to take the cart back for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's a good way of keeping the carts in there because I know mm-hmm. at Walmart whenever you're. Mm-hmm. There, it's like hard to find a car at half the time. Yeah, people just kind of push them. They go down the hill and then. They yeah, right. Or they to, take them to, with them, or, or they come to rest <laughs> up against your car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they 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 walk out with them. I I can't tell you how remember many times I've seen. Remember when shopping carts were made out of metal? Yeah. Yeah, and they just put a big dent right in the side of your car. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a light that got cracked. Somebody, oh really? Somebody ran a shopping cart. I probably at Walmart. Mm-hmm. So I walk out there and I got a crack in my my uh, oh. rear light, and I'm oh, like, man. oh. I'm a, I'm a little bit uh, OCD about my car anyways, yeah. and so I was like, come on. I don't think I've ever seen a speck of dirt on that thing. It's supposed to be an off-roader. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, hmm. I, well, what I did was, uh, what, last mission trip, maybe went on, I went and bought a subscription to the car place because they have this amazing deal to go get stuff at, uh, was it Fast Eddie's? Yeah. Yeah. You go in there, and you can get your car washed once a day all month for one price. What's that word you always like to use like when it means real soft and nice and Bougie. Bougie. Yeah. Your car, your off-roader is very bougie. <laughs> I know. I got to keep it going, man. Yeah. 
It's like, uh, I keep telling my wife, it's like the children of Israel story, you know. Mm-hmm. I've got to make sure that it stays running until he comes back. So Nice. That's what I do. Okay, the last uh, story, which I think is interesting, is that uh, there was a 2,000-year-old painting uncovered in Pompeii uh, that actually shows that our distant ancestors in that region actually like pizza. Really? Yeah. Archaeologists found a painting that they just, uh, just I don't know, what do you call it, refurbished, fixed up, whatever, we're able to look at it. Yeah. Uh, and the art shows an actual pizza in the picture. Was it the Little Caesars guy? <laughs> <laughs> it could have been, no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's this little tiny pizza that's in there. It's on. It's a bread crust. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, they don't use things like we do, like cheese and pepperoni and stuff like that. There was other things on there. But it depicts uh, basically uh, a flatbread with seasoned spices on it and that kind of thing. But it was, it was a pizza. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean... That's something to talk about. 2,000 years ago, pizza was, uh, that's probably one of the oldest foods right. around, you know, way before McDonald's or anything else came around. The pizza was around 2,000 years or more ago, so it's, it's proven in this painting. So next time you talk about it, you can say, you know, the pizza is probably one of the oldest foods known to Americans. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't realize that, you know, when they when they do the x-ray of the pe- of, of the paintings, you know, they yeah. can see stuff. Well, there is a one of the Mona Lisa. If you look on her lap, she actually has a pizza on her lap. <laughs> she's sitting there eating a slice yeah, of pizza. She's, she's just like, hurry up, get done with yeah. the fish because I have to get. Yeah, my pizza's bite. getting cold. Come right. on, let's let's hurry up and do this. All right, so that's, uh, that's some stuff to think about. If you're, um, you know, having a conversation, talk about the gobbler or grandfather who had a, a snake show up in Aldi's or the 2,000-year-old pizza. Mm-hmm. Those are some things to talk about. And uh, so, again, here at More Podcasts, we do our best to make sure that you have all you need to have a fun and uh, fulfilling summer with your family. We're going to take an identity break. Hey, you want some more? Some more what? No, no, you want some more. I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? You're killing me, Smalls. Get rapture ready with your favorite host today, Pastor Gary and Pastor Alex Norton, as they come to you with information that you need to make it through the times coming ahead and more. All right, well, there are um, some interesting things that are hitting Rapture Ready news this week, and uh, I thought it would be something interesting to talk about because uh, a lot of times we talk about uh, the big ones, the things that show uh, in Scripture and then also show up in, in everyday life. But one that's kind of a subtle thing that shows some of the decline that's happening as we're moving forward to the rapture uh, are also things that we should probably take into consideration. Uh, One of the things that uh, has popped up is that, uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, probably some of our financial wizards in our church have, but there are 70 major uh, companies that went bankrupt in the last four months this year. Really? Yeah. Uh, And it's just something to think about because as we talk about how we prepare ourselves for the end times, one of the things is that we got to prepare ourselves to understand that uh, all the the finances that we produce and, and create for ourselves, the the houses, the boats, whatever it is, uh, really mean nothing as we get closer to the end of the uh, end times. Uh, what really matters most is about sharing the love of Jesus, about getting people prepared for the the rapture. And Jesus said in Luke chapter twelve verse fifteen, "Watch out and guard yourselves from every kind of greed, because a person's true life is not made up of the things that he owns, no matter how rich he may be." Um, and that's one of the things we should be talking about as we get rapture ready is that, uh, you know, no matter what you think you're doing to prepare for the inevitable, uh, the truth is it really doesn't matter at all because uh, you can't, obviously, we've heard the old expression, you can't take that with you when you get to heaven. Uh, and it shouldn't be something that should be the focus of our life. Um, but it's interesting as we look at what's happening here in America, uh, we have a lot of things that are beginning to affect our economy. And so as uh, Christians, uh, maybe we've grown up with this idea that we should prepare ourselves for uh, financial loss or you know, put enough, enough money in the bank so we can retire well. Uh, the truth is that's not going to matter. And a good example of this is what's happening within the last four months. Uh, and as a report came out for uh, 2009, there were 118 bankruptcies that happened uh, through April. And then we obviously had the COVID time in 2020. There were 71 bankruptcies. But this year, when we have nothing going on, 
no COVID, nothing. In 2023, there have been 70 bankruptcies of major companies. Uh, and so economists are saying this is the thir- third worst uh, start to the year since 2000. And uh, some of the companies are interesting because I didn't think they really had any problems. Um, the list that I pulled together was, is interesting. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, they went bankrupt. Wow. They're, they're going to be gone. Uh, this one I think is interesting because the only reason why I know about this name is because there was one in Lansing. But Dave's Bridal Shop, you heard of this? No, I haven't. Apparently, it's a huge company across the United States. Uh, they sell bridal apparel, and they're going out of business. They've gone belly up. Mm. Uh, then there's a store called Boxed. Uh, they basically sell e-commerce uh, stuff, uh, wholesale consumer goods. They're going out of business. Independent Pet, pet Partners, and say that three times, Independent Pet Partners. Mm. Uh, they've gone belly up. Uh, pet Supplies. Uh, Tuesday Morning. Um, discount home goods that's known in a lot of the urban environments gone. Okay. Uh, Serta Simmons betting. Serta? Yeah. They just went bankrupt, uh, in January of this year. Uh, party city, no more parties. Can't have any more parties. Uh, definitely not in the city, (laughs) not in the city. They're going out of business. Uh, actually they, they, uh, declare bankruptcy in January. Mm. And then, uh, a company called former brands, which is a beauty product. My wife knew about this as soon as I said it. Uh, they went out of business in January as well. So all these bankruptcies are happening. And, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, the idea that in America we're bulletproof from economic crisis. But uh, the truth is, as we get closer to the end, we're going to see more of that. I wonder I wonder if the Serta thing is because of my mattress going with my pillow. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, we just bought... Uh, a, a mattress. I heard about that. Yeah, we yeah. just bought a brand new one. Uh-huh. And uh, you get 365 days to try this thing out. Really? Before you pay one bill. Wow. And so my wife's like, we are going to get every day out of this to make sure that we like it before okay. we decide to pay it. And uh, I'm like, okay, let's do it. And it's not a bad mattress, but it was so much cheaper to buy it that way hmm. than to go to one of the stores around here. Yeah. Uh, literally, that was, I think, like eight or $900. Uh-huh. The one, this like the almost exact same one was two thousand dollars more. At one of the stores, is supposed to be like this, the store that sells everything super cheap. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna keep doing the internet. You know. Wow. That, yeah, that is hard. I mean, you want to try to buy local as much as you can, but right. when they charge you three times more, right? It's like, gee, I, you know, I'm not just gonna give you my money. I know. I felt bad about it, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I can get the same thing. Yeah. For way less. I had I that, I had that happen in, um, a number of years ago. Um, I was working on this drift trike club, and we had a special bearing that we needed for this uh, project. Yeah. And um, so we ran into one of our local hardware stores, and they wanted $31 for this bearing. So it was going to be $62 for two bearings. We needed two of them. Yeah. And um, a person that I know that loves to shop online found the same exact bearing, same exact bearing, same ID numbers, same everything. Yeah. 75 cents. Are you kidding me? No, it was $31 oh my gosh. at the local store. That's it's like, crazy. I can't, you know, I can't support local. Yeah. You know, I, I can't either. Right. I'm not, I don't want to send you, you, be super rich send to you do a it. vacation when I buy a bearing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I think everything's getting like that. And, yeah. you know, it's just like everything's getting jacked up. It, you know, my wife tells me all the time, food prices. She's like, look at this receipt from a year ago. Mm-hmm. Look at this receipt now. Mm-hmm. Everything's like gone way up. I'm like, my wife went, yeah. my wife bought a bag of chips. <clears throat> The other yeah. day. Okay. Now they were blue corn chips, so maybe maybe a little more. Right, yeah. $10 for a bag of chips. Are you kidding it me? It was $6 for the normal nacho chips. Yeah, right. $6 for a bag of nacho oh chips. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> well, even the stuff that's supposed to be, like, uh, name, you know, uh, off-brand yeah. is getting ridiculous, yeah. too. When you pay 6 six to $10 for a bag of chips, you're licking, you're licking <laughs> the crumbs at the bottom of the bag. You're yeah, like, right, yeah. hey. Kids, quit being so wasteful. Don't throw it away. We could get more out of that. <laughs> Lick the inside of that bag. Put the, the tortilla dust on your, your mm-hmm. Nach- mm-hmm. nachos there. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's just one of those things that we, we need to really consider. You know, it's it's unfortunate, you know, because we've lived in a very blessed country for so long. Yes. And then to realize that, you know, this stuff is going to be affected as we get closer and closer to the end times. And, you know, I, you know I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's going to affect the Christian community. You know, what does it say? A day's wage for <clears throat> Yeah. A loaf of bread. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and uh, we're starting to see, you know, we had the egg crisis of, of 2022 yeah. last year, mm-hmm. where eggs were like unreal. $8 for yeah. a dozen. That was unreal. I, I'm glad we were not big egg eaters in our house. Oh, man. But the few times we did buy eggs, I was like, golden how goose. much was that? You had yeah. chicken, man. You had the golden goose. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> I know it's so funny because uh, uh, Sean's like, yeah, we're ready. We got Sean Meyer, because mm-hmm. we got chickens, and they would not produce hardly any eggs, and the eggs they would produce are like real super tiny, really like little pigeon eggs. Oh wow! And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, and he's like, I'm about ready to fire the chickens. <laughs> yeah, when you have, when you thought you had it ready to go, and then you got Jack's uh, Jack's chickens who are producing eggs like crazy. I heard. Yeah. So uh, you know, be in prayer. You know, it's not something to be uh, super nervous about, upset, but you know, uh, and not to go to the other extreme, being a prepper extreme prepper you know getting yourself ready but uh just know this stuff's gonna happen mm-hmm. you know be prepared yeah you know realize that you know your money is not going to uh be your nest egg or your uh safety net in the midst of all this you know when stuff starts moving in the wrong direction in the world yeah it's gonna happen you know um our current president whether he can remember it or not is the only president in the history of the united <laughs> states to ever v- vocally say publicly yeah get ready for a few you know, food shortages. Yeah. How's that possible? I don't know. In the United States. I know. Get ready. We're going to have problems. See, that doesn't make any sense to me because when we lived in Indiana, there are actual farmers that were told to don't plant, don't plant or right. to let their crops yeah. go to seed or whatever. Yeah. And you'd go by there and they would have like a sign saying something like this is this, this, this plot is been purchased by blah 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 government agency and and that that I guess that was supposed to tell us that they're not selling anything right you know it's it's gone and you see these great crops of corn and mm-hmm. watermelon and whatever Tractors else just driving yeah. over top of them yeah they yeah. just they would eventually at some point during the season just kind of bulldoze them over but I was like good grief all that food and then we're talking you know talking about food food shortages and all these mm-hmm. things that are happening it doesn't make any sense to me right yeah at some point you got to say you know what is going on yeah. Yeah, and then you get all that land in Montana and everywhere else. Like, why? Why are we? Why are we growing crops there? Yeah, you know, we got all that property and land. Well, that's something to think about. Be in prayer. Uh, you know, again, don't be nervous and upset because Jesus warned us that this stuff could happen, and He also warned us that we should be prepared in our hearts that this is the way we think as believers is totally different than the way the world thinks. Mm-hmm. And in kingdom life, we realize that you know our finances do not. Uh, safeguard us from tough, tough times or troubles. So we need to obviously put our faith in Christ. I guess we had all of this. You, you weren't there, but we had to make an announcement on Sunday during the family camp picnic. Yeah. It says like, folks, everyone, please just get one chicken thigh or breast. Just, just do one. Really? Have a hot dog. Right. It's all good. Because last, last year people were like, no, last year people were like three, four pieces of chicken. And then we run it out before the oh, end yeah. of the line. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Come on, people, just just one piece of chicken. You will survive, I promise. Yeah. yeah we made it. We had plenty of chicken. It all went around. It was all good. It's, it's always like the potluck like crisis. People, people it, look yeah. at you like, oh, my gosh, I can't, I can't yeah. eat three chickens? Yeah. Wait, I'm going right. to starve today? Yeah. Yeah, normally they don't. Normally what you find is a bunch of plates with extra chicken on it because nobody really ate it all. Yeah, uh, that's usually what if I were the little little kid that wants two pieces of chicken and is not going <laughs> to. Well, they just them. ate the skin and they left all that. <laughs> yeah, right. Right that's what I do when I go mm-hmm. to take for a chicken. I always eat the skin. I always ask them, I'm like you know, whatever the batter is that comes off the chicken, just yeah. dump a little extra. Yeah, the, yeah, I'll yeah. eat that later. Yeah, that's my thing. I talk to my bride, and uh, every once in a while she'll get a craving for some KFC, mm-hmm. and she she'll be like, "Hey, can we get some KFC?" And I'm like, "Sure." Yeah. Do you want to throw up? Because <laughs> she gets sick every time. Really? Every time. We eat there. She gets so that's, that's a commitment. Throw up. So I just and then she'd be like, "No, I don't." I'm like, "All right, fine, let's." Get. I know, but I I love gift. I mean, you know, uh, Pastor Matt talks about Chick Fil A and stuff like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, really? Chick Fil A is good. It to me, mm-hmm. uh, I would rather have Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm just gonna put it out there. I know it's against everybody in the church. Yeah, that's like Chick Fil A is the best. I'm it like, is. I'd rather have Kentucky Fried Chicken. I was just at a golf tournament downstate, and they had Chick Fil A chicken sandwiches for breakfast. Really? Yeah, you got one as you were heading out on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I could do that. Oh, it know. was good. I mean, I'm maybe it's just my mind. I I think just eggs and bacon are only allowed, okay. or sausage are allowed for mm-hmm. breakfast. Chicken. I don't the know. guy driving my golf cart. He, he got one, but he didn't eat it because I did it. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> paying. Like, it. yeah, go ahead, take time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you ever had chicken and waffles before? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, that is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to uh, Milwaukee one time, and there was a soul food place that sold them. I've never had anything that good in my life. I'm like, we're putting syrup on chicken, too? And they're like, yeah, that's what we do here. I'm like, okay. Nice. It was really good. All right, I'm going to take an ID break and be right back. Are you looking for more? Well, then you found it right here on More Podcast. Stay tuned. contractor to tackle your next housing project hire someone who knows what it takes to make it exactly how you dreamed it should be with over 25 years of success sean meyer construction brings the know-how to tackle new or exciting projects All right, I can't I can't go any further without telling you about this. Okay. Did you see? I mean, I don't normally like to bash the White House, but did you see Biden fighting with a podium at a speech? No, I didn't. I oh. saw him trying to drag his uh, lawn chair across the speech <laughs> and couldn't do it. But no, what happened? There's a speech he's given. At, I don't even know who it was in front of, but he's sitting. He's standing there in front of his podium, his presidential podium, and he keeps kicking like the base plate. And keeps kicking it, keeps kicking it. And it's like a long pause, like an awkward pause. Everybody's like, what is going on? And he's like, my, he's like, this thing is broken or something. And it's not. It's just that he's not putting his foot up above the, the base plate. So he's actually resting his foot on there. So he's fighting with the podium. And somebody finally walks out and they're like, oh, Mr. President, you know, it's like, you know, trying to show him like it's okay and all this stuff. And then he makes a comment like, I don't know, something's broken about this podium or whatever. And everybody's like, it's not broken. You're just not lifting your foot up high enough to put it on the base plate. And then he gets up there and puts his arms on, or his hands on both sides of the podium, you know, like sometimes you do. And then he's like trying to twist it like it's crooked. And he does this literally for about a minute. And people are like trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Like they're waiting for him to start the speech. And people are just like totally confused. And it's kind of funny because normally that's when, you know, people on the conservative side pick it up and they start talking about it on the on the radio. But people on the, the liberal side, you know, like MSNBC and stuff like that, were talking about it like, what is going on? I'm like, you're just figuring this out now? I mean, the guy's been in office now for what, three years, two years? Uh, you're just figuring out that this... <laughs> This is going on. I mean, it was just, it was hilarious. And so people are putting memes out about it, you know, with him, you know, with some sort of nice little like Lawrence Welp music playing behind the background. He's just trying to figure out how to make the podium work. It's like, dude, it's fine. You just need to stand there and do your speech, you know? Oh my gosh. It's too funny. I, of course, being the person I am, I laugh pretty hard. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was just too much fun for me. Well, we are here for Harbor Light Bible Trivia. And, uh, well, we took a week off. So hopefully maybe you remember what the question was prior to the week off. Do you remember the question? I, I do remember the question. How many of the, um, how many parables were in the book of John? That was the question. How many parables? Yeah. Yes. And you actually gave the answer. I did. And, and I called it out in the message it, yeah. so that people would pay attention to it. And the and, answer, of course, was zero. Right. And um, and then I had a person that uh, we that beloved on the show. Yeah. Uh, they're like, all right, fine. I can stop reading the book of John now. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. Keep no. searching. But, keep, yeah, yeah. Keep reading it. Yeah. You have to read the book of John. Uh, yeah. That was a good question. So I yep. nobody obviously sent that in because it was kind of like there's a delay. And I don't think people really are like, I'm not reading the whole book of John. I, I did talk to Mary, and she's like, you know, family camp, I could have sure used a speaker. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, she could have. Well, you know, and the thing is, I kept telling people, there's a thing in your Bible called a harmony. Mm. You just look at the harmony, and it actually gives you the answer without having to go through all the work. Because it gives you four, four, usually has four lists. Okay. Shows you what parables are available. Uh-huh. It's not in there. Okay. There you go. Uh, well, I have something that I want to present. Okay. That I think we should do this uh instead of the speaker this week or this month okay i want to give i got a copy of toby mac's new cd okay i don't know if people still use cds but it's pretty cool okay and it was given to us by toby mac's group oh wow so it kind of has some connection right 
It does. It's not signed. Okay. But it has some kind of connection to Toby Mac. Mm. So I think it is worth a little bit more than just buying a CD at a, a music store. Okay. What do you think? I, th- I think if you've got some kind of photo documentation or. I'll, I can get something. Yeah. I mean, I get, I, what I could do is I could give you a, a, a personal picture of Toby Mac with, with the CD. Would that okay. be better? That would work. Yep. That would it. up the game a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so Providence. that would be. What? Providence is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it would be kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. here's Toby Mac. Mm-hmm. It's an actual picture of him behind stage with the CD. Right. I th- okay, I'll get that together, and uh, that. This, but this is when you were not being a fanboy. I was not. I was okay. not being a fanboy. This is one of the photographers that took the oh, picture okay. that I happen to know, and uh, they just happened to be standing like right there with mm. him. So, mm. I, I'm not. I wasn't allowed at that that level of the stage. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can only go in the catering tent. That was it. Mm. So yeah, but <clears throat> that would be something that we're going to give away. So the prize this week. Well, we'll give you a choice. I can give you a choice. You can either win the Toby Mac CD with the special picture. Yep. Or you can get a speaker. Bluetooth speaker. Bluetooth speaker front with our, our little smiling mugs on it. And people don't know this because we're on podcasts. Yeah. I am wearing my podcast. You are wearing your podcast. My, my more podcast t-shirt. We got to get some more of those made. Yeah. Because people have asked Joe, like, hey, where'd you get that t-shirt? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I was just giving it to it, you know, by the podcast. I did have someone kind of... That didn't know me. Yeah. And they're looking at my shirt and looking at my face, looking at my shirt. And they're like, hmm. Is that? Pretty proud of yourself, eh? Yeah. Is that, is that <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm pretty famous. Have you seen those? Uh, th- I want to get one for our family. But have you seen those uh, T-shirts where it's like, it's got like a like a serious band looking front. Okay. And on the back, it's like a tour list. Uh-huh. And it's like places that your family's been. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like all the places you've toured. And then you, you put a little date. And it's supposed to look like you were at a concert, but it's just your family, you know, nice. history. I'm like, that'd be so cool to get that from my family, you know. That is a cool yeah. idea. Been around all over the place. All right, so um, the question for this week is going to be happening in just a second. But if you wanted to answer this question, uh, send it into harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, all lowercase, harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com. Uh, you can still answer the one from before yeah. the week. We'll still take those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you, uh, didn't, that's fine. You know, we'll still put you in the drawing if you answer this week, but pastor Gary, I know he's itching. He's got one right now. Yep. I've got one ready to go. And it is a tee up for the message coming up this weekend that pastor Alex will be sharing about, uh, the name of the message is if pigs could fly. Should I be taking notes on this right now? Yeah. Um, nope. So, and, uh, so anyway, so, uh, Jesus goes to a place and, uh, we're in, uh, the book of Matthew. I'm going to take this from the book of Matthew chapter eight. And um, he runs into a couple of demon-possessed guys. Yeah. And he performs, you know, uh, an exorcism. Yeah. So he casts the demons out of these these two guys. And the demons uh, go somewhere. Yep. And uh, where do they go? That's the question. Where do they go? <laughs> As he casts them out, where do they go? Was it Hawaii or yeah. Tahiti or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got a little curveball for you because I'm actually working out of Mark chapter 5. Oh, you're going to go on Mark chapter five. Yeah, okay. but it's still it's fine. It's 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 the correlating. It's, it's still yeah, it's still fine with what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think the difference between uh, Matthew eight and uh, Mark five. This is a mention of two guys. That it's the number of guys that yeah. get. Which you know, if you yeah. think about it, the focus is on the one guy that right. He got even he in, really accepted. Yeah, even his, in yeah. Matthew. Right, the focus is on the one guy. <clears throat> he accepted redemption and wanted to actually go be evangelist with Jesus. And yeah, so yeah. where do the pigs want to go? <laughs> where do the pigs want to go? No, that was not. That's not the good question. Where do the demons want to go? Yeah, where do the demons want to go? <laughs> the pigs want to be on my plate. That's what that right. has actually happened. I, <laughs> if there's pigs involved, I want the bacon. Oh my gosh, I just blew it, didn't I? Yeah, but where do the where do the demons want to go? Where do the demons want to go when they yeah. get exercised? Yeah, where do they want to go? Right. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, they could have gone anywhere they wanted. So th- we're teeing this up pretty good we for are. people. We are. You know, and if you're yeah. if you're listening and paying attention, then you will be able to answer this question. I didn't question. mean to make it that easy, but I guess I did. It's summertime. Yeah. Yeah, we got to help people out. Uh, but, yeah, if you have the answer to where the struggling, demons. I was struggling with this podium. This, this, thing's, <laughs> this thing's broken. This whole podium is broken. I can't get it. My microphone is not working. What's <laughs> yeah. going on? Uh 
If you have the answer to that, send it to HarborLightBibleTrivia at gmail.com, HarborLightBibleTrivia at gmail.com, and let us know the answer of where the demons wanted to go. And you still can answer the one from the week before of what you know how many parables are in John. Mm-hmm. And you should have the answer really to both because we just gave you the answer here, and then you have the answer from the last sermon. So really, if you just watch the sermon again yeah, from that week, mm-hmm. you're good to go. Yep. Again, more podcasts trying to do our best to uh, make your life. Everyone is so a winner. Fun. That's what we do here. That's what we do here. We're going to take an ID break. We'll be right back. Well, here's how to have more. Know God more deeply, find lasting freedom, discover your destiny, and make an eternal difference. You're listening to more podcast. Well, has the winter done a number on your beautiful floors in your home? Well, Hamill's Flooring, with their expert touch of Cliff Haas, is sure to have an answer for you. With a large exclusive collection of carpet and vinyl flooring, your floors will look better than new. That's Hamill Flooring here in Petoskey. I think all of us in Northern Michigan say that our floors are messed up after a winter. Yeah. I don't, I don't care who you are. We just had to replace some tile in the Solid Rock Center because some salt got down in between. Really? Yeah, in between the grout, uh, you know, seam got in there and popped the tile and we had to replace it this this week oh my gosh yep, yeah because there was so much slush coming in for the yeah. games and stuff like that so now we have to put some runner carpets over that particular area because it's oh my it's gosh yeah what's well, brutal salt, right? yeah it's brutal yeah uh yeah that's why it makes me nervous you know with the new gym floor the way it is mm-hmm. and how we have the bleachers coming out mm-hmm. and then people walking on the mm-hmm. the gym floor to get to the bleacher yep. wherever they're going yep. it makes me nervous every yep. time Mm-hmm. I'm always watching, like, when I go to the games, I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. stay on the carpet, mm-hmm. you know. I, <clears throat> I get a little personal with it. I saw you knocked on that one lady. <laughs> get your boots off the car. What are you doing walking on the wood floor? Well, we are still in our Sunday series on the un-Jesus like Jesus, and Pastor Gary dug into Mark chapter 7 about some of the idiosyncrasies and hypocrisies of the religious leaders of the day, and uh, he actually brought props. Yeah. I saw the props on the video, because I wasn't there, but I saw the, I watched the sermon, and uh, he was outside. Uh, we had uh, service outside. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty cool, interesting situation. But uh, Mark chapter 7, uh, you know, really is all about Jesus confronting the uh, Pharisees and the religious leaders who, uh, you know, claim to be everything together, mm-hmm. perfect, and yet they were obviously far from it. Uh, and he points that out, uh, how they uh, say that by abiding by certain laws and rules and regulations of tradition, that they were doing the right thing. They were righteous. And in in a sense, you know, Jesus pulls it out and says, hey, that's not even close. Right. Pastor Gary, fill us in on some of this. Yeah, that was a really fun uh, message. Uh, it, it was wonderful to have the service outdoors, lots of people out there enjoying the message, uh, as well as the squirrels that were running through the trees. It's, as you know, speaking outside <laughs> speaking outside is a challenge uh, because people yeah. can let their attention wander. But uh, it, was, it was a good time, and one of the things that we're bringing out, or the un-Jesus-like moment, is when the Pharisees say, hey, your boys— they're not washing their hands before it's time to eat. Yeah. And uh, Jesus says, listen, that's a man-made tradition, mm-hmm. and we are not going to follow the traditions of man. We're only going to obey God's law. And um, and a lot of people didn't realize, or you know, during the study there, they didn't realize that these hand-washing ceremonies were not actually put in place by God or the law of Moses. Right. They were completely made up by man. And, uh, and, and as they're made up, they continue to try to become more holy than the guy that just washed their hands. So, you know, the guy, you know, dips his hands one time and then the next guy's like, well, I'll do two times. And now, now it's three times. And, right. and then, you know, and it's just, they keep up in the ante over and over and over. And it makes it, of course, into the Talmud, which is their written Oracle, uh, record of their teachings. And, uh, and so Jesus just kind of sets them straight, but, uh, it, it, the Jesus, the unlike you know, the un-Jesus like moment is he's got a rule breaker. Right. Yeah. He's a rule breaker and he's kind of encouraging his guys to break the rules, but they weren't breaking God's rules. They were breaking man's rules. 
So when do you, how long do you think it's going to take before the rules from COVID washing hands is going to make it into the Bible? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, didn't, a, it, didn't it feel like a, that was a religious experience for a while there? Oh, no. yeah. Satanic religious yeah. experience. Yeah. Wear the mask and uh, wash your hands. Yep. Uh, yeah. I was, it was interesting to uh, hear the, the, the uh, study on that and the, mm-hmm. the information that you brought out, but it led me to one of the questions that I wanted to take from the text. In chapter 7, verses 1 through 3, Jesus was talking about why was washing for meals so important? Mm-hmm. Why was it so important in general? I mean, yeah, um, again, a lot of people assign it to removing germs, which, you know, we wash our hands before we eat to remove germs. And I'm sure there was some benefit to that. Uh, that's how wonderfully layered God's law is. But um, it was important because they were ceremonially saying, listen, I'm bringing my attention to the fact that God is my provider. And he's, he's given us this bread to eat. And I'm going to sit down and have a sacred meal with God. And so to do that, mm-hmm. I'm, I need to ceremony, ceremonially present myself. Right. And so that was the importance of, of that for those people. Yeah. Uh, you brought out in Leviticus chapter 5 that there was also uh, somewhat of a connection between uh, if you ever touched anything unclean, yeah, you yeah. wash your, your hands. And then mm-hmm. the priests were the only ones that were ever... Uh, really told to wash your hands in Exodus chapter 30. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't for everybody. It was just for Aaron's correct group. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we went through a whole series of questions, you know, Hey, the, the priests were told to do that. Shouldn't I be like a priest? The answer is yes. You know, yeah. God wants us to have sacred meetings with him. Yes. Shouldn't we cleanse ourselves? Yes. You know, and so as you build one layer upon another, then you get yourself into creating some kind of a tradition and uh, all based on good things, but, now we're way off on track because they worship the, this is the craziest thing. Yeah. You know, they put the Talmud literally says you can ignore the Torah. Just follow the the words of the rabbis. Right. Yeah. The traditions out. They weren't even equal with the Torah. Right. Yeah. That's the craziest thing. Yeah. I don't remember it being in the Ten Commandments, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Start wash your hands or. Right. Right. <laughs> literally it was, if you broke the, if you broke the Talmud, it was like sleeping with a prostitute. Yeah. That's what it says. Yeah, and, and that, I think that's interesting, like what you brought out. Um, uh, Jesus later on in Luke 11 talks about that too, about how uh, these things uh, were created by men uh, really to uh, elevate men, mm-hmm. elevate people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't necessarily something that he instituted. Right. Uh, you know, but it is interesting because when you look in the Levitical laws, uh, uh, there's things like how to deal with mold, mm-hmm. right, in your home. Yep. So, I mean, God is concerned about about cleanliness and sure. about those kind of things. But I think the, the the main focus that Jesus was dealing with, obviously, is the issue of that these guys were using it as uh, leverage to have control mm-hmm. and to elevate themselves and make themselves seem more righteous, even though they weren't really being righteous in the sense the way God intended it to be. Uh, they were just practicing things. It's kind of like what we do, uh, you know, here on Sunday. I think if we said, you know, if you bring your Bible to church on Sunday, then you are holier than thou. Mm-hmm. The truth is... It's regardless if you brought it or not, mm-hmm. that's not what makes you holy, right? I mean, right. That we would never say that, but, uh, you know, there'd be kind of like a Bible check at the door, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this situation, if we took it back to when Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees, right? Right. You'd get a half star if you brought the Gideon's Bible, <laughs> right. but if yeah. you brought the family Bible, right, yeah. you know, that has its own roller cart with it, then you get an extra full star. <laughs> Everybody's got to hold it to bring it in. Yeah. yeah it's so big. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Have I showed you mine that I've got? No. I've got some Bibles that people have given me over the years. Right. I've got one from 1821. Okay. The thing is literally almost 20 pounds. Wow. Yeah. The thing is, it's made out of like, I don't know, basically the whole like, cow. <laughs> right. You know. With full wooden yeah. cover. Oh my gosh. Well, it's, it's cow, you know, cowhide. Yeah. On a wood, on a wood frame. Oh, like okay. a wood book binding. Oh, okay. And then the pages are made of, I don't know, like, like, bark wood i don't know it's just like super heavy like when you open it up it's like it's like one of those movies when you open up the book and it's like the dust flies out a third of the rainforest was (laughs) harvested to make this one bible right it was probably sold by some bible guy going around from people's houses you know yeah kind of like uh, 1821 1821 yeah wow yeah i've got that 40 years before the civil war yeah and i've got another bible that was uh given to me that actually was produced during world war ii oh okay yeah and it's a german nice german bible Okay. Yeah. Anyways, it's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we can get into these habits. I think we can get into these habits and these ideas, even when uh, where we are today, 
uh, in the church is that we got to be careful that we don't fall into these traps mm-hmm. uh, of doing this. And it, it doesn't really help you and make you any more spiritual if your life is not, you know, really wanting to ha- understand the heart of God. And I think that was the whole point yeah. is that they didn't really want to understand the heart of God. They just wanted to uh, appear to. Mm-hmm. be doing what they're supposed to be doing. It was really kind of fun in the preparation for this. The actual opening verse, the couple of verses there, as you mentioned, actually had a whole message in and of themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So these Pharisees walk 115 miles to see Jesus. They've already made up their mind. They're, you know, they've predetermined what they're going to do when they get there. They're not interested in hearing Jesus. They're, li- they're interested in finding something that they can criticize. And they do that. And I think we find people in our world and in our lives the same way that they're leaning they're leaning in such a way that they're they're not you know God could show up you know in person right in front mm-hmm. of them and they still wouldn't you know acknowledge him and or you know get the message or whatever it might be and that's what these these Pharisees fell into that trap right they came they yeah. didn't want to see Jesus they really wanted to just catch him doing something that they could complain about yeah and uh, they did that quite often yeah yeah um, but isn't that isn't that how it normally happens if we start moving in that direction that's what we do become very critical right. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for how people are not being consistent, at least the way our tradition or whatever it is that we think is so important mm-hmm. happens. I mean, uh, you know, one of the things I was thinking of when you were speaking, you know, music and worship, right, in the church. That's a that's a big one, right? Yeah. If you if you do it a certain way mm-hmm. and then you change it, then oh my gosh, you know, we're not we're not living the way we should. If we don't do these hymns, then we're not going to be super spiritual like we're supposed to be. You know, if we or, do or just the number of songs, number of songs, yeah, right, right. How long if you we sing don't, the if we don't, yeah, if we don't sing at least six songs, <laughs> right, Holy Spirit hasn't shown up, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I remember you know pastoring a lot of the conservative side of the churches. You know, if if you had uh, electric guitar mm-hmm. in your service, right, you know, it's just or drums yeah. or drums, yeah, you're, it's going to be bad news. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's bad. Uh, one of the things that uh, you talked about is uh, how worship can be ineffective in uh, chapter 7, verse 7, and how Jesus basically brought up the fact that empty rituals strip worship of its meaning and power. Mm-hmm. And that's what, the, that's what the Pharisees were doing, is that they were really uh, making everything that could have been a benefit help mm-hmm. mean nothing. Right. You know, it was just basically just doing it just to do it. And, um, yeah, it was interesting that, you know, if we, we look back in John chapter 4, where Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, he says, you know, I want you to worship me in spirit and in truth, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus is pointing out here that this is not happening in this situation. Um, there's no heart condition. There's no uh, reality as far as the connection happening there. It was just, I'm just doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, speak a little bit about how you sometimes feel that we can get into that that mode of making it ineffective. I and we know we mentioned a few things so far, but uh, I know that you've noticed things sometimes that we can become ineffective in our worship. Yeah, um, you know, we'll just take Bible reading as an example. So, you know, if I'm gonna, I want to look good, you know, so I'm gonna read the whole chapter. Yeah, and then I walk away, and I haven't really even let my heart or my mind engage with the words that I just read. Then, gee, that's a pretty religious thing that I'm not really getting anything out of you and I would both ascribe to the idea that, well, maybe only read one verse and let right. the, ruminate on that thing over and over and let that sink in. Um, God would be much more impressed with one verse with your heart connected to it than a whole chapter with your mind wandering somewhere yeah. else. I think that's a good example of that. Um, you know, really, just really bringing focus to what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, when you're singing the songs, make sure you're engaging with the words and engaging with, I like to close my eyes so I'm not looking around. That helps. Um, and then I'm picturing in my mind what I'm singing about. And, uh, you know, I exalt thee, then I'm, I'm going to picture God, mm-hmm. you know, or Jesus. And then I'm picture myself with my hands before him. And before you know it, my hands are up for real. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a disciplined, it's a spiritual growth that happens in your life as you become a believer and you continue to grow yeah. is the, the ability to engage your mind and your heart in what you're doing and keeping the focus on God in that. And that's something that grows. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't feel bad if it's a struggle at the beginning. I, I remember having a conversation with a pastor friend of mine who, uh, he told me about his, his walk with, uh, being really passionate about reading scripture. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, there's a time where, um, I would just read because I, I, I knew as a pastor, I had to read the Bible, mm-hmm. but he said it became uh, moments when I would not do it. It'd be condemnation. 
Mm. And it would not be an issue of, oh, I, I just, I didn't get a chance to read it. And he said, that's when I felt like I was moving in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And so he said that he started to really, like you just said, change his thinking about it. And um, he would not, you know, get into this mode where I'm just not going to read it for a while and then I'll right. read it for, but you know, he would make it more of a, a heart change. You know, it's not just vain reading or just reading just to read what some people do, right? You know, mm-hmm. they do the 90 days of reading the Bible through, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to be, you know, I'm going to get, the, you know, read all these passages of scripture and I'm going to get through the Bible in 90 days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, to me, that's a lot of times a setup for failure, mm-hmm. a setup for um, that condemnation for the devil to use it as a little thorn in the side saying, no, you didn't read your Bible today. What kind of Christian are you? Oh my gosh, Pastor Alex, you, you didn't get a chance to go to the devotions that I did at family camp mm-hmm. on uh, Saturday morning. And I, and I had on my paper a really steep triangle, very steep. And uh, at the very top of the triangle is you, and that is your relationship. The, this is the mountain of God, right? Yeah. And you're at the very top. You're reaching out to the Lord. And we have a tendency to slide down one side or the other. Mm-hmm. We slide down one side, which is, um, ah, whatever. God, God can forgive me, right? Yeah. And we just look for all these loopholes, and our heart isn't there. And before you know it, we're all the way down, away from God, mm-hmm. and we've, we've kind of slid down this path. Well, on the other side of the mountain, we can slide the other direction where we're heaping on stuff, yeah. and then our heart's not engaged in that either. And then all of a sudden now I'm, I'm trying to earn my way yeah. into a relationship or into God's good graces and standing, right? We, we're, we're, we, we balance on the top of this, as humans, we balance on the top of this very steep peak, and we're constantly balancing between giving ourselves greasy grace and yeah. working for it. Yeah. And we're constantly, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a process that we're constantly in. Uh, and we can't do it unless Holy Spirit helps us. Yeah. So then we know when it is we need to, you know, give yourself a little grace and kind of kick ourselves in the rear a little bit and, you know, be yeah. motivated to do something. And it's a, it's a real tight rope walk that we walk with God. Yeah, I, I yeah, totally agree with that. That's a great and, and that was taken from the next few uh, verses from you know our passage, Mark seven, yeah, where he says, "Listen, you guys are you guys are ignoring your parents' responsibility, you know, taking care of your parents because you're going to give this offering to God, right?" And then say, "Sorry, I'm all out of money. I can't take care of you." Yeah, he's like, "You missed the whole point. They were they were bal- they were sliding in that in that way." That's a really good illustration, yeah, of, of the balancing uh, act that that happens. But you know, it's it's interesting. Like you know, when you talk about the peace of God that envelops us, that balance at some point becomes a lot easier and a lot easier as you're you're there. As, yeah. as Holy Spirit's as, helping yeah. you, yeah, right. As you're moving, yeah, as you're moving in that direction of the Holy Spirit to to help us in that situation. And you know, I think that one of the the biggest. Uh, you know, I think uh, I, I use the word condemnation that people go through, especially in the Christian life, is when they feel like they're not making the mark or, or being like that other person that's just like uber Christian or whatever. Um, you know, all of us have our own journey and path, and I think Jesus is bringing that out with the disciples as well. I mean, all of them had their own journey and path uh, moving forward, and they're all maturing at their own rate. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't So, you know, sometimes when we bring stuff from the podium and talk about uh, when, you, when you preach about things, you know, it's not like we're saying, you know, if you don't meet this mark, you know, you're not, you're not perfect. You're right. not going to be a good Christian. The truth is these are all helps to, to help you understand uh, what it is to be mature, to move in the right direction. Um, and so like, you know, when we talk about, you know, reading your Bible every day, you know, we mm-hmm. mentioned that a lot from the, mm-hmm. from the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's great. But you know, when you got 3000 kids in your house and they're all hungry mm-hmm. and you have to change five diapers. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're not able to get to your normal devotion time. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world. God doesn't go, oh, well, you're, I guess you're not one of my followers, you know. Right. You need that Holy Spirit guidance. I think that's a beautiful illustration that we just mentioned, which is, you know, ignoring your responsibilities because, oh, I'm going to spend time reading my Bible. My mm-hmm. kids are going to go hungry. Well, right. God's not impressed with that. No, not no, no. Take care of your kids. But, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, Watch another episode of Seinfeld for the fourth time, yeah, right. or read your Bible. Well, you got to mention that show, man. Yeah, Come then on. then let's go ahead and read our Bible, yeah. right? Yeah. So God's not impressed with you know right. having your whole family starving while you're reading the Bible. He's right. not impressed with that. Right. But on the other side, he's not impressed when you've you know been watched, binge watch something, and you're not doing what he's. You right. need to be directed by Holy Spirit. Yeah, and you do sense that that change, that the balance that needs to happen. Yep. And you realize you don't want to yeah. live in condemnation. Right. Conviction you know? is different. Yes. If you're feeling like a little prod from Holy Spirit saying, 
you know, maybe you shouldn't watch another episode. Maybe you should read the Bible before you go to bed or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, that's conviction, which mm-hmm. that's good. Yep. You know, Jesus said that's what the Holy Spirit was going to do. And I think one of the things that uh, we have here at Harbor Light, we, we do, you, you love this, especially even coming back last year or so, you know, you love the fact that we don't have a lot of traditional stuff right, going yeah. on. And, you know, we talked about it during the message, you know, that water in there is just right from the tap, right? It's not right. holy water. It That's a, that's an irrigation, you know, agricultural trough that we cut the top off of yeah, you know, right, yeah. you're getting into it the the baptismal pool with a kiddie pool ladder yeah okay so we don't do the traditional stuff very well um and and that's a good healthy thing yeah but we we are such a practical church that we are going to preach in a way that it's going to compel you and we're going to give you things that we believe are going to help you grow yeah you know whether you follow it or not that's between you and holy spirit but i'm not going to ever um, you know shy away from read your bible right yeah right worship god and follow the conviction that he puts in your heart. That's good. You're going to get that a lot here at Harbor Light. But that doesn't mean, yeah. you know, you're not going to heaven if you skip a day or, th- or three. Right. Right? You Those know. are the basics, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't, not, none of that's based on your salvation. But this is a point we made as well, is listen, if you're going to, if you feel like keeping rules is going to get you into heaven, then you have to keep them all perfectly. Right. Those are the words of Jesus, Right. If you're going to if you think circumcision is going to get you in, which is a law, mm-hmm. if you're going to keep that law to get you in, then you're going to have to keep all of them and you will fail yeah. because you can't keep them all. So don't let rules or rule-based living dictate your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, and I know one of the things that uh, somebody brought up to me uh, a couple what was it the last uh, series of classes we did on Wednesday night was about the messianic movement. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have nothing against, you know, people that are in the messianic movement, but they do apply mm-hmm. old Testament truth to new Testament mm-hmm. living. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I said, basically what you just said, you know, if you're going to start living that life, then you got to live it perfectly. You can't just pick and choose. It's not, you know, like a la carte mm-hmm. Christianity where you're picking what you want. You know, exactly. Exactly. Hey, if the Holy spirit tells you not to eat hot dogs, yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Right. But there's plenty of scripture. And even in the passage right. that we're mentioning where Jesus says all foods acceptable. Right. It was right in, you know, Mark chapter seven. It's right in there. I, I very, I very rarely ever seen or heard anybody that you know has gotten a direct, you know, voice from God or speaking to their spirit saying there's certain things they shouldn't uh, do in those situations that are, you know, pretty, you know, they're they're healthy. It's not like the end of the world if you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are the ones that people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm pork. I guess I'm not eat pork because that's going to, you know, uh, like a seven-day Adventist, they don't believe yeah. that. But, um, uh, you know, the ones that they should be, you know, like uh, don't gossip, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. don't, you know, yeah, forget your neighbor. Seem to not be worried yeah, about those, those kind of, there's kind of like, we're just, well, you know, there's a lot more involved in this kind of situation. You know, it's like, oh, really? Okay. Right. Which yeah. one of the, that's the inside of the cup stuff versus yeah, right. the outside. Yeah. yeah. You know, what defiles a man, not what goes into him but what comes out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right. And, you know, so, hey, I'm sorry. If you have to pick between not gossiping and having bacon. Yeah. Go for the bacon. Go for the bacon. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Well, the last question I wanted to ask you was, um, you know, since we're talking about all these different things, uh, in verse 8, you know, Jesus really gets into this idea of understanding what it is to have a heartfelt response to worship. Mm-hmm. And so how can we distinguish God's commands from religious traditions? What are the things that we begin to see are the markers of tradition mm-hmm. or what God's really asking us to do? Yeah, I think I think you've mentioned it already. The Ten Commandments are a great place to start, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so we talked about this. And the, the, the Ten Commandments, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Yeah. You know, don't do any work. Your manservants, your women servants, can't, you know, foreigners that can't work for you on that day either. That's that's yeah. the great, craziest thing. I know you've been to Israel. I've been to yeah. Israel. Most uh, wealthy uh, people that are living in Israel that don't want to work on the Sabbath hire yeah. non-Jewish people that work for them. And that's a violation directly to what the Scripture says. So how do I know tradition versus what the Bible says? You know, the Ten Commandments are your basics, mm-hmm. right? And um, that, that's a good, simple way to get started. And then watch out for anything when you start, you know, trying to impress other people mm-hmm. with your rule-keeping ability. The moment you step into that mud hole, you have sunk. So there's a difference. So if uh, some Sunday we serve uh, Cracker Square instead of a wafer, mm-hmm. that's that's not what we're talking about here. Exactly. Right. Yeah. If, the, if the juice is, like, like green, 
mm-hmm. as opposed to purple. Well, we did that at Harbor Light one time. We ran out of red juice, and so we used white grape juice. Yeah. You should have seen people. It's like, this isn't the blood. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, we're going to hell. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So every once in a while at Harbor Light, we do things like that just to kind of throw you off. So we'll put some white grape juice in there instead of red just to make sure you're not getting stuck on the I color. Know. I love it. It's not the color. I love it. Yeah. I do. You know, it's funny because uh, somebody uh, mentioned to me one time, like, they're like, you know, I've never been to a church before where there's not like a cross on the stage. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we need a cross on stage in order to make it a church? Well, every church I've ever been in have a cross. I'm like, mm, I don't think you need a cross on the stage to mm-hmm. make it a church. I just don't think that's uh, anywhere in scripture. That's a <laughs> yeah. that's a really good point. I yeah. never thought of that one. Yeah, but I did. it's important. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So this is a, this is a deal breaker for you, right? I have not seen them back at the church since, but really, uh, yeah. I was like, oh wow, okay. Yeah. I guess they've gone to every church they've gone to that like a cross has been in the back. Mm-hmm. But you know, I can I can relate to some extent of that because I mean, you know, being a, a Nazarene Methodist pastor for twenty some years, you know, we always had the holiness table, mm-hmm. you know, in front of the podium, which I just found in the back pole barn. <laughs> I did literally. You had to knock the mice off of it mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you always had the mercy seat or the prayer altars, you know, yep. all over, you know, in certain places. And, you know, if those things were not in those locations, right, the the furniture was... Exp- They're like, what is going yeah. on in this yeah, place? Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, so I can I can see how that happens. I always try to break it. I always mm-hmm. try to break the rules. I always mm-hmm. move it around or I move the the holiness table off to the side or whatever. And, of yeah. course, I always got in trouble. That's probably why I'm not in the Salvation Army anymore. Right. That's probably why I got Somebody kicked out. Somebody called in to the commander. Inside. I got kicked out. Major Alex is getting kicked out. Well, that's uh, that should wrap it up for us. We went a little over today, but we had a good conversation. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and it was uh, it was really good. And uh, I'm sermon. really looking forward to this weekend. I really want to encourage people to come out this weekend and uh, listen to you share um, how um, about bacon. Yeah, about bacon. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I I was looking at the the text and I'm like, oh man. This is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. So, so, and then also just kick, uh, start praying for our uh, team that's uh, mission team yes. going to Alaska. So they'll be leaving on Saturday. Yes. So be lifting them up in prayer. And 19 hours of daylight. Did you hear that? I heard about that. 19 hours. I, t- I asked him, I said, just do an experiment to see, like, if you actually get tired at normal time, like when you are here. Uh-huh. Because the daylight will be just like it is right now, you know, right. like full daylight. I said, that'll be interesting to see what happens to you. Mm-hmm. So she'll come back. She'll be up all night trying to acclimate back to it. But she said she. It got shouldn't a be mask. too bad. I, I wouldn't think because right now you know it gets light at six. Yeah. Right. It's light six and it's getting uh, dark at about ten. Right. And when you think about that, it's about you know what sixteen hours. So it's only two hours longer than what we have right now. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. It, yeah. She she said that uh, she's got a, a mask. And I okay. guess she bought some for the other people too to wear just in case. Right. Because it'll be to get used to the fact that you have to like go to sleep at a certain time. They'll be partying all the whole uh, trip, you know. You yeah. got Mary Louise with them, boy. She's party animal there. You there know. you go. She'll stay up. Well, that's it for us. Uh, thank you again for listening to the more podcasts. And again, we will be back here next week. Uh, we I don't think we have anything coming up that's going to keep us from that. Yeah. Yeah, we got the vacations out of the way. We got the family camp out of the way. So we will be back with you next week. Until then. Be living for Jesus and remember to let other people know about the podcast by going to Spotify or iTunes or on our app on uh, the Harborlight app. And uh, you can find us there. Talk to you later. Bye. We want you to know, find, discover, change with us. More podcast ending transmission. Now.